Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded February 21st, 2023. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Three big things you need to know this week. First, we see the drama in D.C. over the debt ceiling as a potential risk to keep an eye on for U.S. equities later this year. Second, mixed messages persisted in last week's earnings calls, with a slightly more positive tone than the prior week. And third, the rebound underway in individual investor sentiment, which has helped stocks stay resilient in recent weeks, still appears to be middle innings. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to an audio-only version of this podcast on Apple and Spotify. Now the details. Takeaway number one. Debt ceiling drama is a risk to keep an eye on heading into the summer. Given how often the debt ceiling's been coming up in our client conversations, we took a look back at how the S&P 500 traded around the major events associated with the various debt dramas dating back to 2011. A few key lessons. First, the worst debt ceiling dramas for stocks occurred when angst was already high in financial markets for other reasons, and total declines ranged from 10 to 19%. 2011's 19% drop, for instance, occurred when fear regarding the European sovereign debt crisis was also pretty high. The nearly 12% drop in the late summer of 2015 also occurred against the backdrop of rising recession fears. And the 10% drop in early 2018 occurred alongside the unwind of the low vol trade. Lesson number two, in other periods when there wasn't nearly as much drama in financial markets generally, S&P 500 losses around major debt ceiling developments were much more modest, in the 2 to 7% decline range, with most amounting to drops of about 5 to 7%. This is what we saw in 2013-2014, 2019, and 2021. Third, while there were a few instances in which stocks were hit by debt ceiling drama in the first quarter, for the most part the impacts were felt later in the year. Overall, our review of the historical playbook does make us worry the debt ceiling drama poses a risk to the stock market heading into the summer and into the fall, though the extent of the impact may depend on what else is going on in markets. If the Fed is paused, inflation is on a clear path of deceleration, 2024 recession expectations have stayed contained, and the geopolitical backdrop, such as the Russia-Ukraine war and China relations, haven't worsened, we'd expect any debt ceiling-related dip in U.S. equities to be on the more modest side, say in the 5 to 7% range. But if financial markets are still on edge for other reasons, debt ceiling drama could contribute to a more significant sell-off. To gauge potential sector impacts, we did take a look through event transcripts, press releases, and major filings for S&P companies over the past 30 days to gauge which parts of the markets have been highlighting the debt ceiling the most as a risk factor. We found the most commentary in industrials, especially defense names, healthcare, and financials. Companies have tended to highlight the potential impact to the defense budget process and program funding, government funding for healthcare, FDA reviews, and other impacts to healthcare regulation, and the potential disruption to capital markets and knock-on effects to economic growth and access to financing. Moving on to takeaway number one, mixed messages persisted in last week's earnings calls with a slightly more positive tone than the prior week. Key themes we took away in our review of earnings call transcripts from last week included the idea that resiliency continues to be seen in recent trends in the U.S., Looking ahead, a mild recession, uncertainty, and recovery are all being baked into outlooks. Internationally, the idea of weakness in China near term with a back half recovery continues to be highlighted. There was, however, less talk about uncertainty in the China outlook than what we observed the prior week. 
Meanwhile, several companies noted that Europe has avoided recession despite some softness. We paid careful attention to inflation-related comments. Several companies noted that inflation remains a headwind to demand in the short term and is still supportive of the pricing environment. Commentary on supply chains jumped out as being mixed, with some companies highlighting progress and others emphasizing ongoing challenges. Commentary on buybacks, dividends, and FX was mostly favorable. As was the case with the China commentary, the FX commentary came across as a bit more constructive than what we'd read the prior week. We'll wrap up quickly with takeaway number three. A rebound in investor sentiment has been underway and still appears to be middle innings. We've been keeping a close eye on the AAII level of net bullishness. Like CFTs sees data on U.S. equity futures positioning among asset managers, which hasn't been released in a few weeks, AAII net bullishness ended last year down near historical lows, suggesting bearishness on the markets had gotten too extreme. In last week's update, net bullishness in the AAII survey stood at 5.3% in favor of the bulls and had moved up to 1.2% on the four-week average. We have absolutely no idea what the CFTC update will show when it finally comes in, but the recovery that's been underway in individual investor sentiment has helped explain why stocks have been mostly resilient in recent weeks, despite a new round of rising Fed and inflation fears and geopolitical tensions. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.